Hello, ladies and gentlemen. On this week's episode, I am sitting down and chatting with Max Taylor. Max Taylor is a rapper that's trying to get out his feelings. If he started a label, it wouldn't be like Kanye West getting out our dreams. It would be more like getting out our feelings. A real awesome MC from Raleigh that's trying to connect with people and let them know it's okay to talk about your personal issues and deal with trauma in the light. Max and I talk about his mother's passing and how much it has affected him personally and his music. We get to learn more about his love-slash-hate relationship with the Raleigh rap scene, how his music has grown, what makes him different, and if Joe Budden has done some really wild and out-of-pocket shit. I had a really amazing interview with Max, and I know you all will enjoy it the same. Check out his newest single, Healing, right here on the pod. Fuck feelings, fuck being sober, I don't like the way a nigga living. For handouts, none of this shit was really ever given. Pops getting older and he's still asking about some children. But I'm still dealing with some closure that I'm never getting. I know every chick that I had, I probably fucked up. Cause I've been down, I don't see myself looking up. My niggas turn to clowns, got me asking what the fuck is up. I know I need healing. I need love like drug dealers that need dealers To get ahead, they better hang my jersey Been ballin' like a Laker, but I never felt worthy I started feel like these people really don't deserve me I get my all, then they turn around and hurt me At least they doing better than me But ain't no hatred in my heart, I know that shit a disease When you got a good heart, they do whatever they please I'm tryna fucking heal Cold heart sometimes, man, I don't even feel And I ain't trustin' nobody, I gotta keep it real Shit is on my mind sometimes and I don't even deal I ain't really trustin' the soul, I gotta keep it still I need healing, I need love like drug dealers that need dealers Niggas took risks with consequences that we ain't fair Been through it all this life shit Hello everyone and welcome to the show My name is Rob and you are listening to the Take a Shot Me podcast A show where I ask questions and we take shots Giving rising artists, producers, and bands a platform to speak On today's show, I'm sitting down with Max Taylor Born and raised in Raleigh, North Carolina, Max uses his voice as a tool and a weapon when it comes to making his music. Max isn't afraid to showcase pain and emotion through his lyrics with his newest track, Healing, giving you that feeling like we aren't alone in our struggle and pain in this world. He gives a voice to those in pain and showcases the struggle of getting past that trauma. As an up-and-coming artist, I feel like we need to offer our help to those who deserve it. And I think Max is one of those artists. With that being said, Max, how are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm blessed, brother. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, around 9 p.m. in London right now. But you know what? I'm ready to take some shots and, you know, chat to you about all what you've been doing and what you've been getting to. And I know you got the Ciroc. I don't got anything fancy like that. But you know what? Let's take a shot. Let's do it. As an artist that is trying to get his music heard and out there, what has been the most difficult thing you have had to wade your way through in this music industry? Um, I think the most difficult thing, uh, especially being where I'm from, I'm from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Kansas City, people would think, but, you know, being from here, you know, it's like you kind of know the ins and outs of everything. So, I mean, um, I think the biggest thing is just trying to trying to get myself out there as an artist. I feel like people know me, like, as a, as a person. You know, as an artist, you know, people... Yeah, they'll think like, oh, yeah, well, I actually know this person, so I'm not going to listen to the music as much as like somebody else from another city or another country will, will listen to it and understand it because, you know, they know me. I think that's the biggest thing. We're a big, big city, excuse me, but we're a small city. And, you know, just just being around here, man, it's just, you know, kind of kind of hard to like get out there as an artist, especially if people know you, you know. 
Yeah, so it's kind of like once you get into a city where it's kind of like everybody's familiar, everybody's got like some sort of their link ups. They kind of think you as like, oh, that's just Max from down the way. Like that ain't he's not a he's not a big time artist from you know the bigger cities. But you got to think about it like that. Sometimes can happen. Like your friend from down the block can end up blowing up, and everybody thinks like, oh, that's nobody. But until it becomes somebody, so I think the biggest thing is trying to catch the curve before it even kind of takes off. And that's a big thing, and it takes time, especially to kind of grow yourself as an artist, especially within your community and then outside. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. So that's de- I can see how that does kind of affect things when you're like trying to make yourself a name within your city. Has that been kind of a struggle where you do seem like you're fighting with artists even within your city or people to actually want to listen to you? Um. So. I'm going to tell you this, bro. And I'm going to be completely honest. I'm an honest person. So with the city that I'm in and the city that I'm from, bro, I love this city, man. I love it. It's a lot of us doing it. And a lot of us are great. But if everybody wants to lead, bro, it would never work. You know, everybody wants to be their face or something. And everybody wants to be doing better than someone else, then it's, it, it'll never work. And I, I feel like this is this is the city where that happens a lot. Uh, just because, like, you know, everybody does make music and everybody is, like, in the, in the position to get into a studio or go make a music video for so cheap or whatever. And they just want to be the one, you know. Um, I feel like it's a lot of people out here that's great, bro. But... I'm not saying we need a leader, but we need to pick up each other, bro. Not just be that one person who was like, oh, man, um, I'm I'm not sure if I can curse. So I'm going to just say, uh, forget everybody. I can't. Oh, cool. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm I'm just saying like, you you know, uh, I'm making music, bro. So fuck this other person that's making music, bro. Like, no, fuck him. I'm not going to do features with him, man. Like, just pick each other up. We have a lot of talent out here, bro. It's a lot of artists out here. It's just. It's just hard because everybody wants to be the leader. We got to get our foot in the door. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. for example. Yeah, exactly. Early, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that that sort of old notion where it's almost like you want to be the one. You need to be the one in your city. But at the end of the day, you need to work together to grow your city's sound because no city is as good as one artist. At the end of the day, you need to push up the other artists around you because then that kind of, you know, helps everybody else at the end of the day. You help everybody else eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, it's not just about one person. You got to kind of work together because if you feature on this artist, then that artist gets your fans and your fans become a fan of that artist. And it just kind of works off each other. And it, it slowly grows to maybe something big time. You're like big in your state and then you're big in your surrounding uh, area and then you're big in the country it kind of it takes time and nobody can just like say all right i'm I'll, i want to be by myself it doesn't work and that's like that. that's where that's where it starts with though bro like you know um I'll, i'm in i'm like back and forth to la you know and like la is man it's a totally different scenery from just the east coast period so just going out there and seeing people like it's just so much creativity out there but it's like, you know, you, you really don't want to make it in somebody else's city, bro. You want to kind of make it in your own city, you know? So you you, you want that, uh, that the, everybody behind you, I guess, to say. But it's just like when, when no one wants to lead, what, what do you want to do? I'm not going to sit and say that I'm a leader, but I kind of want to 
I want to show people like, yeah, like let's all support each other. Then we'll get somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's where I'm at. You want to, you want to make Raleigh a place where people are like, oh shit, these are where all the artists are coming from. This is where mm-hmm. Max Taylor's coming from. This is where this man's coming from. This is where this is this. It's not just like, all right, I'm a pop out of my city and blow up somewhere else. Like you want to exactly. blow up in your city supporting your community and you know what that's like what a lot of artists sometimes do and sometimes don't do it kind of takes you know checks and balances some people think i can't do everything i want to do within my own city and others think i can do everything i want to do in my city and you know what when you're starting off as an artist you take musical influences it doesn't always have to be people from your exact city but it might not even be people from your exact sound so um when you say that you have a wide variety of musical influences, like I say, it was quite interesting when I read it. You went mm. from Joe Budden to Little Dirk to Halsey. Yeah. What about these artists, especially these three very, very different artists, do you take influence from? Um, <clears throat> first, pardon me. I'm going to start off with Joe Budden, bro. I'm not going to make it long. Joe Budden is my favorite artist. That's the first artist that ever taught me how to express myself through music, bro. Like, this just pure. That's just like the, uh, as bland as it sounds, bro, it's just like, he's the first person, like, he'll get on the song, bro, and just talk about, oh, man, my baby mama is a, oh, F this B, and da, 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 da. No, no disrespect to women, but like, he'll just tell it how it is, bro. And that's the type of person I kind of am, like, when it comes to certain things, bro, it's just like, I want people to know how I feel about it. If I feel like you're moving a certain type of way or doing something and and I feel foul about it, bro, I'm going to go and talk. Joe Budden taught me how to do that. Uh, Halsey, uh, I've been listening to her a lot lately, too. And, like, she's just, like, I don't know. She just put something on my heart, bro. You know, like, uh, I lost my mom in 2016, so it's just, like, I don't know. It just does something to me. Every every word that she says, I can relate to it. Uh, Big Crit, in the same way. I put him and uh, Halsey in the, in the same category, bro. It's just the fact that they just talk about stuff that I can relate to, you know. And it's just different, you know. Like, we have all the Migos and da 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 and, uh, like, bro, tell me something that I need to hear, bro, because everybody goes through something, bro. Everybody goes through something, you know? So it's just like, I just, I just need to hear that. And those are the artists, like, right now that I listen to on the daily that I know that I can just listen to and it'll make me smile because I know, like, you know, somebody else is going through it. So I'm not the only one going through it alone. And I try to make that type of music too, you know? Even with, uh, with healing, bro, like, I just, I spoke my mind, but I know somebody was going through it. And it's it's getting a little traction now where somebody hit me up and like, damn, bro, thanks. Like, for saying this, because, you know, I don't know when was the right time for me to say this is how I'm really feeling. But so that's the kind of the type of music that I make. And I and I can say that I listen to Joe Budden's podcast before when Joe Budden was a rapper. I I listened to him, but not as much. Um, and I'm probably going to touch on him the most because I like Lil Durk. He's not exactly my style, but I do like him. I do I do like Big Crit. Crit is massive artist. Mm-hmm. And Halsey, like, I I respect her as a um, an artist, but it's not like I'm going to her music. But at the end of the day, I understand what Joe Budden always says on his podcast. It's like, 
dealing with trauma. People deal with trauma in different ways. And the ability to kind of talk about that trauma in however you feel the most creative way possible mm-hmm. can actually connect with somebody else and make them feel they're not in it alone. Just as you said, when you made healing, it's something for you, it's from your heart, but at the end of the day, it connects with somebody else and that person also feels uplifted. And I think that's a massive thing. And and it is interesting that you kind of connect with them because of your own personal trauma. And it's not just like, oh, because of this person, like rapping and their lyricism, obviously some of it is, but it's mainly because you felt like, oh, I can talk about my trauma because they can talk about their trauma and they're big. Right. And it kind of works. It has that yeah. weird connection. And honestly, yeah, and, and I respect that a lot. So, like, why don't we take a shot to Joe Budden, Halsey, Crit, Dirk, all of them. Yes, all about talking about that. Hey. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, besides uh, the music, you love to be outside, whether that be fishing, camping, or just traveling the world. Correct. From all of your travels, where's your favorite place you have ever visited? And mm. then also... On the opposite side, where is your favorite place to go fishing? I would say on the East Coast, my favorite place to visit, I would say is Myrtle Beach. I know it's, you know, it's three hours away from us, but just like, you know, my family is from here and just having the uh, connection with my mom and, you know, having family trips every summer, just going out there. I just, I remember just going and just having fun, bro. Like we just never worried about nothing. Like I didn't grow up rich. Like we didn't have a lot of money, but my mom did what she had to do. So the whole family had come, my grandma, my aunt, and we just go out and just have fun for that weekend and don't worry about anything, you know. So that's like one of my favorite places to ever visit. And I still go to this day, you know, so it's it's not too expensive, you know, but just going out there just gives me like that uh, nostalgic feeling. Like I just like, oh, man, like I just remember, you know, back in the day. So Myrtle Beach is definitely the uh the vibes. Um fishing. Yeah, for sure. So but yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Cause I was gonna just say, like, it doesn't matter about like it's not far away, but it's more of like a sentimental thing. And mm-hmm. that's why it connects with you mentally. And that that's that's probably better than just being like, Oh yo, I went to LA and it was sick. Yeah. Like who cares? LA is dope. Yeah, LA is dope, bro. But it's just like yeah. not the uh, you know, I didn't like my family, bro, like they never been to LA, so this is like only thing I can do is tell them, you know? So a lot of stuff is from the East Coast, bro. Like, I'll go to the News River, bro. We just go fishing. That shit is like 10 minutes away from my house, bro. We're like, you know, we go fishing, catch a couple bass, and uh, my grandma just put the shit on the grill. Like, you know, it's just a, it's just a feeling, bro. And that's that's why I want to go with my music. It's just I just want people to feel it. I want people to feel home. I want people to feel like, okay, well, I'm not the only person, bro, because I don't – I had those thoughts in my head before and I've, you know, I, I kind of, I, I still like think about, hmm, I wonder if somebody's actually listening to my shit, you know what I'm saying? And it feel like how I feel when I do listen to Halsey or listen to Big Crit going back to them. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just speak real life and that's just how I want, I want everything to go, bro. I know how music touches me, but I just want mine to touch somebody else the way that, somebody else needs to touch me, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does because you, everything that I've heard from you so far is that you connect something personally to whatever you do. So whether it be you going to Myrtle Beach, personal, family, you going three minutes down the road, catching some bass, coming back, grandma's (laughs) cooking them. And then you making your music, 
it seems like everything about it is very familiar and very homely with you. It's like something sentimental connects to you. And this kind of leads me to my next question. Since you were born and raised in Raleigh, you still live in Raleigh. And if you, obviously, you want to pursue music full-time, that's the ultimate goal. That's what you want to do. You want to be a full-time musician. If you had to leave your immediate community, would you take that step? Or do you think that you can achieve that fame living in your hometown? Um, I've already did it, bro. Like, I'm back and forth to L.A. So it's like, you know, I'm, I don't have, um, can I keep it real with you up here? Yeah. Can we take one more shot before I keep it real with you up here? You good with go it? Go ahead, go ahead, go, oh ahead, God, go, ahead, go ahead. Um, I moved to L.A. last year, like September, I want to say. So, like, just, just being out there, it's dope, bro. Like, I met, I met people, it's just like, man, I, I could never meet somebody to the caliber that they are out there, out here, when I met in Raleigh. You know, they show me things, they teach me things. But... Being from home, bro, like, I could say vice versa being in L.A. because I could never meet anybody from Raleigh out in L.A. So it's like, um, it's, it's kind of different. It's just kind of different. And when I say that, it's just like, I want to make it from home because this is the home team. Just like, you know, LeBron went back to Cleveland, bro, like, and, and did this shit. I want to do that shit, like. You know, and especially with the baby coming up for us, bro, like from North Carolina, it's like different. Like, cause we never had that. We never had that before, bro. So that's that's what I want to do. I don't understand. Um, I understand when people move, but I don't really like trip on it. But I just always wanted to be from home. I wanted to do this shit from home, bro. I don't want to be anywhere else. Like, this is just it. Like, let me come back and build communities and and uh, make sure people that I grew up with is okay and communities or we could just go out and just play basketball. Let me just build them a court real quick and do stuff like that. I don't want to, I don't want to do that shit in another city, you know? That's why I'm, I'm so back and forth. Yeah, so this kind of touches on actually another one of your influences, J. Cole. He did it from North Carolina, but he did go up in New York. But that was more for, you know, St. John's. That was for right. college reasons. Right. But he did come back. Do you think that's something, like, even though you say, hey, I did go out to L.A., do you think just going out to L.A. for that little bit is going to be your J. Cole moment where you can come back to Raleigh and build yourself or do you think I need to actually stay out in LA for a little bit or maybe a New York for a little bit and then eventually I can come back personally bro I think that um I me personally I wouldn't do it um I would do anything that like I, I feel like I could better myself in but people out here they don't really see J. Cole as somebody from like NC because he did go to New York. Not saying me. Like I don't I don't think that, bro. Like Fayetteville is like an hour away from me. Like we could just shoot up there and come back the same day. Like we used to do this shit all the time. So it's like it's weird. But like if you don't pop where you from, I feel like people would never respect it. I'ma say, um I'ma say Tusi, bro. And this is just be a podcast too, bro. Cause like I don't like this shit probably caused a lot of havoc. I don't like saying it, bro. But like Tusi, uh, he's from Syracuse, right? But Tusi is a fucking great artist, bro. And Tusi is like, um, 
I don't know. Like he he made it out of North Carolina, like from Raleigh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I respect that shit just because I know how Raleigh is. I know how we are as a as a people. And like a lot of people say, like, yeah, like nah, he's not from Raleigh. So we you know, we don't really fuck with him like that or whatever. But like, bro, like he blew up out here in Raleigh. He didn't blow up in there in Syracuse, bro. He blew up here in Raleigh. So it's like you kinda gotta and it just it's just be weird with me, man. I, I don't really care where you from or where you where you at, bro. It's just about where you going, you know. It don't matter, bro, if I'm if I'm going to fucking uh if I come out there and see you in London, bro. Like and blow out in London. I'm from Raleigh, bro. This is this is where this shit is coming from. Yeah, no, no. I was just gonna say that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what others think. It's about where you feel like that's my home. Like my home is Raleigh. Even if say I blow up somewhere else, my home is Raleigh, and I want people to know that. So I understand that, and it comes back to family. And you feel family is home. It's Raleigh. So at the end of the day, you want to blow up where you find your family at. And you know what? If you can blow up in Raleigh then that's a massive, massive achievement for you personally as an it's artist. home. And exactly. So like, let's take a shot to home. Take a shot to home, bro. So in my research of you, I started listening to your older music and it seemed that the more and more music you've released, your production, sound, and rapping ability has started to grow as well. Have you been able to notice a serious change in your music from the beginning to for now? For sure. <laughs> yes. That's weird. I didn't even expect that question. That's crazy. I love it, bro. No, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm so used to recording myself, bro. It's just like you, I record myself, and it's just like fuck it, I throw it out there. But like now, I'm starting to uh, learn that you know um, production means a lot, bro. When you need that auto tune, when you need uh, the echoes and the reverbs and everything, it fucking means a lot, bro. Like just. Dealing with the last album that I dropped, bro, it's just I didn't I didn't do much to it. I just damn did it. That's it. Like I recorded it, bro. That's it. But like just dealing with everything else, like it's just it sounds a way a like, way lot better, bro, than than the shit I had before for sure, bro. I was I was I sit there and record at the house by myself, bro. So it's like I would um I would just record and just be like, all right, yeah, this is the one. Shit's not mixed or mastered or nothing, but like now, I I I love I love music so much, and I'm I'm trying to tell people like how I feel, bro. So I I know that they they need to actually hear that shit. Exactly, it's it's a big thing because like I even I think I heard one of your songs on Spotify, and it wasn't mastered right, mm-hmm. and it was way too low, and then the next song was way higher, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, but that but that's the thing, it takes time. It takes time because you need to figure out that sometimes, like, hey, fuck, I I did not know that this needed to be actually processed properly. So where it's being played in somebody's speaker, it sounds the same as somebody's phone, as somebody's headphones. Like, it's all different sort of processing of sound. And at the end of the day, you learn that the more and more, you know, you grow as an mm-hmm. artist. But did you figure that out? on your own or did somebody else kind of like pick that yeah, up man. and bring that I to didn't, you bro because if, if i did man ooh, we wouldn't be talking right now <laughs> if i did but not um i mean just people telling me that hey man uh you should say it this way or you should just get it mixed and mashed it this way 
hey man, put some auto tune on this stuff like that, you know. So I'm I'm always willing to listen. I know everything that I don't drop is gonna be hot to somebody. So it's just like, let me just listen to this person. I'm willing to listen. I'm I'm humble enough to listen. So that's that's what taught me. It taught me a lot, bro. Like even with like going to LA and just dealing with somebody that's actually been in a real studio because I've been recording myself, bro, since I was fucking 12. No cap. Like, yeah. So it's just like, man, I ain't about to let this person tell me some shit. But then he was like, yo, let me just show you something real quick. His name is T. Ross, actually. I'm going to just say his name out. T. Ross. He's from Raleigh, too. That's my guy. My fucking brother. But um, he just showed me that shit, bro. And I was just like, yo, you're right, bro. I didn't learn that shit till last year. I feel like I'm an artist, but like I feel like you know I, I talk and, and and say what I have to say. But once you put it together, a bad song without a mix, bro, is a bad song. But a bad song with the mix, bro, is a fucking good song. That's all I learned. It's yeah. crazy, and and you and you can tell from like because when I was listening back, and I could hear it from progression to now, like. Healing seems like your best overall produced mm-hmm. song, like from obviously lyrics, um, uh, beat, and then the mastering of it all. It seemed like it was the most packaged and well-packaged produced song that you've made so far. So you can definitely hear that. That It, it does take time, though, to get that ear overall as mm-hmm. an artist. But even for that, it also takes time to, I guess, learn it as an right. artist. You know, learning that it's like, oh shit, like I didn't even realize like this reverb actually makes my voice sound so Crazy. much better when I'm recording it and stuff like that. It, it it does take time and that's and that's at the end of the day when you're you're getting music, you're trying to release as much as possible and but at you need to figure out like, oh, it's better to have like quality than just pure mm-hmm. quantity. That's facts. That's facts, bro. And I'm glad you said that because like that's really what it is, though. A lot of these songs, bro, like it's just be whack, but the fucking producer or the engineer that's like recording it, you know, they have to do something to it, you know, and and that's what a lot of my songs. So I'm 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 really happy you said that, man, because uh, I I seen a lot of my old songs, bro. I go back and listen to them, and I just cringe, like, oh, this shit is fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just me being an artist. I I, I kind of want I just want to touch people, bro, and just. Let them hear, like actually listen. Hear what the fuck I'm saying. So, hey, and 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 it and again, time, 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 time. But you know, talking about your whole catalog of music that you've released mm-hmm. so far, of all of the releases, I remember I saw one that was way back in 2018, and it was Mama. It was mm-hmm. a dedication to your past mother. But and then even now, Healing, obviously still a very emotive song. Better produced everything. So from that song in 2018 to your song right now in 2020, of all the songs in between, which one meant the most to you on a personal note? And when you hear uh, Mommy, <laughs> Mommy is like the, uh, that's it, bro. A lot, of, a lot of people that, but that's the thing too, though, like a lot of people that um, they know me and they know what I went through with the situation with my mom passing away, you know, but as an artist, I know I'm not the only one that goes through this shit. So I'm like talking to everybody, but I'm trying to talk to everybody. But that was that was the most like difficult one. I was there at my mom, like her sight, just, you know, having to do this shit. 
I'm happy to get drunk just because, like, yeah, I ain't trying to get emotional. So I just, you know, but I mean, I feel like it's taught me a lot. I know my mom is watching over me. I know I'm a good artist. I used to always try to get people's opinions just because I felt like I needed that clarity just to know that I was a real rapper. You know what I'm saying? But now, now I know. Like, motherfuckers can't fuck with me, bro. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. They, I ain't trying to be cocky, but like, it's just like, the shit that I've been through, bro, people not talking about it. All that club shit is cool sometimes, bro. But like, hey, man, when you when you alone by yourself, bro, and you going through some shit, what you want to hear, bro? You want to hear fucking Gucci name, bro, or you want to hear some J. Cole? Ain't that the truth? Hey, and that that literally those two things, the biggest thing was how you said talking about something real. At the end of the day, people who talk about something real last. They might not blow yeah. up at the very beginning, but they last as an artist. And you see that time and time and time again. Um, I actually have something very interesting about J. Cole and Lil Pump later on, but we'll go on to that next one. I guess it was more like the personal note, just like having something more personal to you, I think is the biggest thing. And, um, you know, you losing your mother is a very personal thing. And you knowing, hey, there's a difference between confidence and cocky. You've been doing it long enough where it's not cocky, it's confidence. And you need that confidence to stray past the rest of the people within your field. And that's a positive thing to take away from all of it. So you know what? Let's take another Ooh, shot to confidence. Confidence. Good, bro. Hey, there we go. So even though I want to be very personal and talk about your music, we also need to sometimes get into the funnies over here and lighten the mood. That being said, I'm going to give you three real-life occurrences, and then I want you to tell me if that person was way out of pocket or completely within their right mind let's while they do were doing it. it. Make sense? Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. All right. The first one, touching on somebody that you deem as a influence, Joe Budden. So when Joe Budden was back at Complex, he was in the middle of a conversation with the Migos at the BET Awards. When DJ Academic said that the Migos was one of his favorite groups, immediately Joe Budden stands up and walks out of the interview. Do you feel like that was a bit out of pocket or it was cool like he kind of knew what he nah, was doing? I mean, he did? Uh, <clears throat> hey, even in like a regular job, man, you kind of got to be professional. <laughs> you know, he could have sat down through it. Just just listen. I, I feel like he was like out of pocket with that, though. And that's just me being like me being real, bro. Like he, he should have sat down and listened to him. Yeah, just give him the time. But at the end of the day, like even I think the biggest thing that he was mad about was because academics, like they were talking back and forth. They couldn't hear each other. There was bad audio reception. It seemed like it was a shit overall produced interview. Um, but him and obviously Joe Budden was pissed off at what was going on. And he was just like, wrap this up. And then once academics kind of led with that bullshit ass stuff to wrap it up, I think he was more pissed off at academics for how he did it and the whole production than he was at the Migos. But how it was like right at that moment when he said, oh, you're one of my favorite artists. And Joe Budden's like, obviously Joe Budden's a lyricist and yeah. Migos, sorry, <laughs> you're not lyricist. <laughs> he just gets up. Exactly, exactly. And he just gets up. I, I could see some mad disrespect. All he had to do was literally stay there for like two more seconds. I mean, but, look, look. 
That's Joe. Bro, bro, that's Joe. That's, that's Joe. But that's old Joe. That's old now, Joe. I think. Like you said, I'm used to the podcast, so you know now. Like even with me, um, I was a fan of his uh, his artistry, bro. I just love his music. So like when I started listening to his podcast, and I used to listen to that shit faithfully to the Spotify shit happened, and uh, hey, Spotify don't sue me because uh, I started deal with y'all. But um, <laughs> like you know, Joe speaks his mind, bro. This is him. So I mean. It's cool, but uh, you can't be yeah, mad at it. You really can't. So I mean, yeah, I I, I, respect, I respect. I respect all that. of them, man. Uh, DJ Academics too. So I mean, other than that, six nine shit. Yeah, he cool with me. Yeah, yeah, that was clown stuff. But all right, let's go on to the next one. Next one. Next one. So as we mentioned, J Cole getting into a little rap beef with Lil Pump. Lil Pump, obviously, South Florida's just idiot. But he was able to make some bangers because he didn't say anything and his producer was killing it. As we said, a producer can make a shit song pop. So when J. Cole got into that little weird beef with Lil Pump on KOD, and then they had the most awkward hour-long conversation about pretty much the old heads and the new generation, did you think that was out of pocket that he even had that conversation with Lil Pump? Or do you think it was cool? Like you think that was a good thing? Oh, he's killing it, man! But, hey, without you gotta think about it too. How I thought about it, bro, is um, without without my old heads, bro, I wouldn't be in this position I'm in, bro. I'd probably be out here on some shit, locked up, everything. You know, they created a way, bro. And now you gotta think about it too. We we getting into the space where we getting older, bro. So it's like you know we having kids, so it's like. You know, when they ask us about shit, they gonna tell us, man, like, oh, y'all old heads. It's like, damn, really, we old heads now. We just gotta show them the way. Old heads show me the way, bro. So I mean, you gotta listen to it. You gotta listen to it sometimes, man. I wouldn't say J Cole's an old head, though, man. They be ca- they be capping on that shit. I know, man. I know, they be I know. That. I know, I know, I know. It's just, it's just his hair. Yeah, his I, would hair cut man, that, I would cut that shit too, man. You see, I'm bald. I got my cap on. hey but i don't know i don't know but like for him i understand why he did it because it's a good thing he wanted to try to give some guidance to somebody who he thought was Mm -hmm. brought in a trend and then was gonna fall off majorly he has done that he's fallen off majorly um but obviously he wanted to try and give something back to the the younger next generation because he felt like obviously when he said middle child i'm in between two generations the old heads jay-z and the young kids a little pump he thinks he's in the middle there with like a wale and uh, like a drake they're in that middle generation so obviously you want to kind of lead down to the next generation and be like yo you got to understand it's not just about trends it is about longevity and you got to invest in yourself for something in the long term and sometimes they don't understand that. And I, I respect him for it, but I thought it was the most awkward thing because Lil Pump just didn't have the brain capacity to so, understand what J. Cole was saying. You, you think, you can you see think that. he shouldn't have did that, though? You think he shouldn't have sat down with uh, Lil Pump? No, I think he should have sat down with Corday, mm. even though Corday has... Because Corday did respond too, overall. Cut you up. He was hey, well, he's, he's also, he's mm-hmm. also from the DMV because I'm from originally Washington, D.C., so yeah, I got nice. that dual thing. But besides that, um, yeah, so I think he should have sat down with Corday because Corday had a better understanding. But any, anyways, Corday has 
pushed beyond that. So I'm proud of that kid. He's done leaps and bounds ahead of everything. But again, Lil Pump was the original person, you know, that this was led to. So it makes sense that he had him as the person he would talk to. I just thought it was weird because Lil Pump doesn't seem like the person who gives a fuck, especially then and now, just did not care. I think maybe now he realizes what J. Cole was saying was probably <laughs> right. something yeah. he should have taken. I mean, yeah, like, he's been through it already, but, man. Like, um, like, same thing as, a, like, with me as an artist, bro, like, um, <clears throat> I say uh, a big part of me is, like, just listening to other people, you know? Because, like, bro, like, if, you know, you don't want to listen to nobody, yo, who the fuck's going to buy your shit? Like, <laughs> who the fuck going to listen to you or anything like that? It's just... You kind of got to listen to it, bro. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't feel like he should have sat down with Lil Pump, though. Like you said, I agree with that. I would say that Corday, um, even Lil Uzi, bro. And Lil Uzi is not even, like, the most lyrical rapper, but, like, he's influential with, like, what's going on right now. You know? So, it's just like, all right. Lil Pump, uh, But, you know. It it's it it happened and we move on. But yeah, so I I know and whatever it happened, it it's done in the past. And hopefully, Lil Pump can figure out what the hell's going on. But I doubt it. Highly doubt it. But you know what? I want to get in with one more kind of out of pocket situation. And this is going back to Joe Budden because Joe Budden. I don't want to harp on him, but he does a lot. He did a lot of crazy shit back in the day. But this one is about when him and Drake had that sort of beef between the two of them. And Drake's fans are obviously huge stands. They're massive, massive fans. And they thought it was a good idea to run up on Joe Budden at his house. Then Joe Budden was like, all right, fuck y'all. And he ran down yeah, them and he chased them down. If you remember this whole little thing. Do you think Joe Budden was out of pocket for chasing these little kids down, or do you think it was called Ooh, for um, in that situation? Nah, he went wrong, bro. Because, hey, I'm a family person, bro. I'm sorry about um, anything I'm about to say. Let me say that. But, <clears throat> hey, anybody trying to touch my family, text my family, uh, make an uh, Instagram about my family, anything like that, bro. Like, we, yeah, we got to go to war. Like, that's just it. I'm not the type of person. I'm really not. But it's just, my family is something that's close to me. And I know out of all my, like, friends or whatever in my family, those going to be the ones that's like, yo, all right, whatever. Oh, we got to do this? All right, whatever. Fuck it. We ain't going to think about the consequence right now. It's, fam- it's, it's like family shit, bro. Like, I don't really, I only really think that like he was across the line for that, bro. Especially if you come out to my house, like you coming up to the crib, like you know, that's that's some weird shit, man. How the fuck you know where I live at anyway? <laughs> like, I I'd say I'd say I think he shouldn't have chased them at the end of the day because he did look crazy, but. I also think those kids are fucking idiots. Like, why would you ever do that? And especially your little white kids or whatever the hell they were, and they don't know what the hell is going on. They're just like, oh, I want to do this for Instagram. And then they realize, like, Joe's from the streets. He knows what this is. And he's going to be like, all right, you want to try and play with me? (laughs) I'll show you what it is to play with me. And, like, that, that I thought that was out of this pocket, out of pocket from those kids. But then... 
you know, Joe does look crazy when he's running down the street. Yeah, exactly. African, in his white <laughs> this, this trying to kill so somebody. He, like, so he won't get in the way with sweatshirts. I love Joe, but he won't get in the way with sweatshirts. I mean, that's just, I mean, I, I would think anything from like, that's just not me. I'm not, I'm not like a hard guy, tough guy or anything. I'm just like, yo, like, I mean, yo, you outside my crib, bro. Like, you know what time it is. Like, you gotta, you gotta get something done. That's just, that's just, uh, I don't know. This is rules to me. Like, you know, you got, you got, you got to come that. house. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. That's not, that's not cool. That's not fly. All right, yo, let's take another shot. I don't know what to, but let's take it to Joe Budden and J. Cole. So I looked into your Instagram profile and I saw that you have a Snapchat highlight story called music, yet it isn't your music. Why did you have that highlight there? Bro, like, um, I'm black, bro, right? So it's like, you always, like, people always expect us, man. Like, oh, yeah, like, you know, listen to black. Yo, I have, like, a my, my music category, my music knowledge, bro, is fucking different, bro. I listen to every fucking thing, bro. Not just because, like, I'm, I, I want to take myself out there. Um, people look at me and be like, yo, yo, you black, yo, and you already make rap. I make rap music myself. Like, none of my shit is different. Like, I make rap music. I'm a rap artist. Let me just let you listen to shit that, like, get me in the mind to be like, oh, shit, all right, yeah. Like, it's just weird. I really can't explain that shit. I just want people to know that I'm, I'm, I'm like, different. You know what I'm saying? I listen to different music. I can relate to anybody and, like, just kind of be like, oh, all right. Damn, though, like, this dude is different. So let me just listen to him, his music. He got rap music. But then he can put me on some other shit, too. I want to work with a lot of artists, bro. That's why I post, like, different shit, too. So, like, maybe someday they'll be able to see that shit. Like, oh, man, like, Max posting my music, yo. Like, let me just give him a feature just because, like, this shit was in fucking 2020 and, you know, whatever. But, like, I, I listen to a lot of music, bro. I really, I barely listen to rap, for real, just because I don't want to get, I don't want to get myself in a mind where I got to be like, oh, da 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 so I kind of like just put myself in a situation where I just like I, I want to let people know how I feel, and um, rap does that to me. Don't get me wrong, rap does that to me, but just listen to other music too, because a lot of the times, man, you can kind of get caught up in a situation where you just like, oh, damn, amigo said this, man, I'm gonna say this shit, but I'm gonna say it in a different way on a different beat. But then again, this shit all sounds the fucking same, bro. I just kind of want to just, just open it up for everybody. Yeah, it, it, it shows that you have a different taste. At the end of the day, if somebody can see that you have a different taste in music and you're not just reciprocating or just in an echo chamber of the same style of music, it shows that you are a different artist and you're trying to portray different music. At the end of the day, these songs did have an overall arching theme where they're very kind of dark, deep, brooding, very personal songs. And at that point, like, what is it about these certain tracks that stood out to you and made you want to show them off? Because it wasn't just like, oh, it's different. These seem to be very much more personal. Um, <clears throat> like, like you said before, I think that... Uh... I know I'm not the only person that's been through this shit, you know? And um, when when I was going through this shit, me personally, like, uh, I have I have three brothers, bro. My older brother, 
and my younger brother is myself. We we all brothers and like we all lost our mom at the same time. But it's like fuck, man, damn. Uh, I don't really know who the fuck talked about to this, like talk about to it because like we all lost, we all lost a different person, bro. Myself, <clears throat> I lost my best friend. My brother, I know he lost a best friend, but like he had a different relationship with my mom. And then my little brother, he lost a best friend too, but he had a different relationship with my mom because like he didn't get enough time like me and my older brother got. I didn't get enough time like my older brother got. So it's just like, fuck, man. Like, I'm going to tell my story first. Maybe if I tell my story, my uh, my other brothers, they'll tell me their story and I can just put this shit in some rap shit. Like, just because, like, I don't know anybody that they'll be like, man, I'm, I'm an introvert, bro. I don't want to, like, really talk to nobody, whatever. But, like, yo, you'll sit down and talk to your best friend about some shit. And, like, they'll understand. Music is my best friend, bro. Like that's the only way that like I'm still here right now, really. Um, I'm saying this. I'm saying this on your podcast for the first time too. I got something else that I'm gonna say to you for the first time too on the podcast. But that's the first time I said that because like, bro, it's like we all lost somebody different, and like it's been four years, bro. But I st- I still deal with this shit, and I know my little brother deal with this shit, and I know my older brother deal with this shit. So it's just like I know other people. It's just three of us. This fucking world, a world of people, bro, that lost their mom. Like, let me just touch him real quick. So I just show you I'm here because that's how music made me feel, bro, when I listen to it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, you know, I, I just kind of like deal with it like that, bro. Like, just real life shit, though. Like, anything that I say, bro, it's not fake. That's the difference between me and anybody else. It's like, this shit is not fucking fake. Like, I really go. I really went through this shit, but I'm still going through shit. Like, so it's just it's just different, man. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, man, I have my personal thoughts. My younger brother has his personal thoughts. My older brother has his personal thoughts. We all have separate feelings about this same topic. I want to get out my feelings. Maybe my older brother wants to get out his feelings. My younger brother wants to get out his feelings. At the end of the day, I'm getting out my feelings, but this might touch somebody else and that might allow them to get out their feelings. Might not be to the world, but it might be to themselves. They're just like, damn, Max is feeling the same way. Shit, maybe I feel the same way too. And exactly, it's about getting out your feelings and <laughs> even good music. Let's go with goof music. Mm-hmm. Getting out our feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean you're right. It just means this is my truth. And whatever your truth is, you want other people to hear it and other people to feel that connection. And if you can get it out one step at a time, one song at a time, that's the best therapy possible um, at the end of the day. And that's how it kind of like I see your highlights of your music on your Instagram page is just different songs that you connect with that really kind of touch on your own personal truth. Um, and that's the, that's the way it goes and that's the way it is. And you know what? Let's take our last shot to getting out our truth. Goof. Are we going to do that? Let's do it. Whoa. All right. Let's go. Thank you so much, Max, for being on my show today and getting drunk with me. Your recent single healing is out everywhere 
Is there anything you want to say about that song or any other music you have coming up? Um, healing, healing, healing. That's uh, that's just a song for everybody that, that needs healing. I feel like uh, everybody needs healing, whatever the fuck it is. I don't, I don't really care what it is. I just feel like everybody needs healing. And you're the first person that I'm going to tell you this to. So let's just make sure this shit go viral, bro. Because October 23rd, I'm dropping the album, bro. I've been sitting on this shit for a year, but fuck it. Like, I'm I'm with it. Like we this shit's coming out October twenty-third, bro. So, you know, um I'm I'm happy about this project. I feel like it's gonna touch a lot of people. Um I feel like everything is in place to do it, bro. And I'm I'm no longer waiting for that perfect time. Like the perfect time is now. So I appreciate you for uh and I salute you for just taking the time out with me, bro. You're in a whole other country, so that shit It's all a lot. good. It's like, all good. I think the biggest thing that I can do is try to give back, and if I can use my platform to promote artists that I think are good and I think other people want to listen to, that's the biggest thing that I can do as a avid podcast listener and podcaster as well as music listener. So that being said, Everybody, once it comes out, listen October 23rd to Max Taylor's brand new album. If you like the podcast, if you like me, please like and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Take a Shot With Me Pod and follow Max Taylor at Max Taylor NC. Is it Max.Taylor uh, Max. NC? Taylor NC. There we go. There we go. Follow him and thank you so much. I appreciate you again, Max, for being on my show today. And I'll catch you all next time. Love caused me a lot in the past. I gotta distance myself and stop giving out the love I didn't get in myself. None of my bros is on my side when I was screaming for help. So help me. Way before all this coronavirus shit, I've been distanced myself. Got on my grind, I see some paper, now I'm feeling the wealth. I smoke a blunt to the face, now I'm feeling myself. Drink out the bottle to our earl, I know it's bad for my health, but I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Sick of these hoes and reading lies, that's all on my line. Text messages telling me that you really mine, but when I was broke, these bitches ain't wanna really ride. Man, what type of games is being played and how's it going down? You left me when I needed you, don't try to love me now. Don't love me giving the fuck. Niggas wasn't with me enough So fuck them all, that's how I'm giving it up And I don't need no DMs on Insta saying I'm different No, how I don't fuck with you Cause you see a nigga winning Start to see these niggas really wasn't here from the beginning So nah, I ain't changed I just keep them at a distance